0: Not all It's the sweat equity podcast coming from Cigar City Studios in the Toco Works office. I'm your host, Law Smith. It's been a while since we've done sweat equity podcasts. It's really dumb of me not to keep it going because, <laughs> as my wife was saying, you're doing a college football one called the triple option that doesn't bring in any cash or any potential cash, really, right now. But you have the sweat equity one that's getting you all these uh, kind of business opportunities. Why aren't you pursuing that a little bit harder? And I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, that's what's been cool about this podcast. It's uh, it, For those uh, that haven't or are new to this, it's a podcast about business advice, uh, how to kind of train yourself to get hustle. Uh, I want to try to change it up or every now and again, I might just do a 10-minute podcast about something that... Is good for people trying to do their own thing. I'll do that on my own, Bill Burr style. Just be a weirdo by myself with a mic. Uh, And then, you know, the still formatted uh, interview. Long form interview, try to figure out what people can do to help their business or really just get fucking motivated. Obviously, I'm Rusty because this is kind of a rambling intro. Uh, We're going to bring in Power Attorney. Uh, (laughs) As I like to say, Power Business Attorney. Steve Fantetti, of Fantetti Legal. Now, before he's going to get in here, he's going to do a little bit of a disclaimer, <laughs> so that any advice he may give is not uh, legal advice. Because that's yeah. well, we can just bar. do it. That's
1: perfect. You can basically say that the advice given on on, on this podcast is more provided as a general reference. Um, it's not meant to, you know, create an uh, attorney-client relationship. Um, you're supposed to consult with a qualified attorney on any legal issue you might hear about in here. It's not uh, intended for any other purpose, but for Obviously, general informational value and entertainment value.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) And we're live (laughs) on Facebook Live. Forgot to do that, so a weird pause if you're on audio. But, all right, beginning of the year, I'm getting hit up a lot for business consulting advice. As you always are. Yeah, as I was. But this time, it's it's good leads. (laughs) 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 Um, But... I did it did make me think about not even emailed you it's like what are the legal legal docs I need to do because I always forget I, I even have it written down you've told me several times but if you have a small business or you're a freelancer what are those things you should get in the beginning of the year like get, get those going
1: yeah you mean like if, if, if you're an already existing company
0: E, uh, let's yeah, let's do what already existing. Yeah, if you yeah. already
1: exist, there's a couple things you gotta do as a business. One, you gotta make sure this is the time of the year between now and in the first of, week of May, where you gotta file your annual report. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that comes up. This is that time. Um, you know, another thing you gotta obviously do is make sure your taxes are filed. Mm-hmm. Definitely one if you haven't already start getting into your account, get your books cleaned up for the previous year. Okay. You know, get your Balance sheet ready to go. Give it to your accountant. See what your uh, write offs are. Get your receipts together. Things like that. So here's a little tip for, <laughs> for
0: people with the CPA stuff. If you want to have your costs lowered, do as much uh, organizing as you can. Yes. It, unless you're a badass and you just can flop in and just give a shoebox of receipts, like, and you're willing to pay for that, that's fine. But I mean, like most most small businesses and most freelancers can't do that. So, you know, get if one trick I used to do was uh, I used that mint.com uh, where it kind of can take all your transactions and then you can tag them all and then export that into like an Excel chart or Google spreadsheet. And you can organize it that way. That way you'll at least have every every online transaction or every digital transaction, I should say, uh, kind of organized for your, your accountant.
1: Sure, sure.
0: And I try to highlight like, I don't know if this expense should go here or this should go here, you know?
1: And that's better than QuickBooks or that's different?
0: Uh, it's different. It's one way. Of t- you can do QuickBooks too. That's another another way. But some people are just averse to doing any of that kind of stuff, right? So, you're. Well, I mean, you're on video, so you're pointing to yourself. But that's right. Yeah, that's fine. But that's fine too. I, I just try to
1: – I pay someone to do it all. That's right. That's the thing. But, most <laughs> but people, I get it done.
0: Most people can't though. So, it's kind of yeah. like – plus, I think it's always good for you to do it uh, as much as you can – if you have the time which most people do uh you got to create time obviously but it's one of those things where it's good to know kind of simple math in your head about taxes when you're you're doing you're making decisions on the fly as a business owner um where you know where your tax money's going it, it, it i think it's beneficial to do it or be really involved in it uh at, at least in the first couple of years so you know like you if you're pricing correctly if uh what's an expense and what's not an expense of course so yeah. your decision making in the future is a lot quicker
1: yeah before i start any 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 company i'm, I'm, I'm involved in you want to talk to an accountant first because you want to set up strategy and if you haven't done it yet or you didn't know what your strategy was and you're already in an existing business which is what we talked about it's always good if you want the start of a new year and you're usually it's the start of your new fiscal year to be able to kind of game plan and map out what it is that you got to do maybe you have to make a certain election status f- uh, with the irs because maybe you get a certain type of um, better tax uh, break as a business depending on what type of entity you are if you're an llc you know if you're a corporation you might want to file for a certain type of uh, election that gives you a better way to avoid something like double taxation perhaps you do to be taxed you know once at the corporate level and then not at your you know, dividend level when you get paid through well, distributions or so otherwise. What's
0: like a scenario of that?
1: So, very, very basic. Let's say you're a single member LLC. All
0: right. I own a, um,
1: a pizza spot in Ybor. Okay. All right. Let's okay. say you own a pizza okay. spot in Ybor. Huh. And, uh, a
0: random metaphor. A random.
1: Yeah. There is the best pizza spot in Ybor. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's just say that you want to bad name. run that. Don't, we already talked about that already. <laughs> but if you're an LLC and you're single member, it means you're a disregarded entity, which basically means because you're solo, you have multiple different ways to where the IRS is going to recognize you for tax purposes. Yeah. You can get taxed as a partnership. You can get taxed on your own personal 1040, you file Schedule C, Schedule K, mm-hmm. different things to just declare your business income separate from your personal. But then how you declare it at the end of the day is what's going to matter to the IRS. But you can also do something where, if you haven't talked to an account, you can file for an S-Corp election you can make. Mm-hmm. Uh, subchapter S, the IRS code, basically allows you to avoid what I just talked about, is the double taxation. When, c- when money comes into a business, it gets taxed as soon as it comes in at the corporate level. Yeah. And when people go to pay themselves, the money comes out of the business to pay them. It has to get taxed again. Yeah. But if you make this election for these small businesses that usually do this in the LLCs, you can avoid the double taxation. You can avoid getting paid – or sorry, getting taxed on – Your dividend, your distribution payment to yourself at Mm -hmm. the end, Mm -hmm. but you will be taxed once at the corporate level instead of if you're even if you're just a regular C corporation or otherwise, you're going to be taxed twice. So there's things like that you can do to set in place. And there's a lot more. And um, obviously, depending on what size of a business you have, you're going to be taxed. You know, there's corporate taxes, there's payroll taxes, benefits.
0: I own best pizza. Uh, company, in And <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, I want to pay myself. I'm an S-Corp. Mm-hmm. I want to pay myself. Um, th- the advantage of being the S-Corp and having th- all of that set up sure. is that if I was just a regular, if I wasn't, every, every payment that came in on the first round, mm-hmm. we'd have to tax through the business. And then when I went to pay myself, uh, I'd be taxed on that as well. So the idea is, mm-hmm. uh, our company's an S corp. So when I do a distribution, I'm going to do the taxes on my on my whatever I've uh, received personally.
1: Wait, you set it up that way to right. account? I don't want to get too much into the account and tax. No, no, realm. I, I'm not either. I'm, I'm just obviously trying to not an a, expert. A, I'm uh-huh. giving the basics though. Right. And,
0: uh, but I, look, I <laughs> I thought an S corp was a legal entity like <laughs> a year and a half ago. So right. and I didn't realize that it, that's a tax filing. So right. you can be an LLC, but you can be an S Corp. Right. So uh, just for people listening or watching or whatever, right. that's a big thing when you're a small business that yeah. you should probably set up.
1: Yeah, look out for your taxes. Whatever it is that you your accountant says is, is best for you, go to someone who's got experience, who understands, has the knowledge. But again, we the initial question to bring this back around full circle was what kind of things you can do at the start of a new year for a business that that already exists. And we talked about some of those things about making your annual report filings. We said we talked about making sure that your taxation is proper. Maybe you learned from the previous year that you know you might not have been taking advantage of of, of, of the taxes uh, and tax breaks that you should have or maybe be getting. Yeah. And obviously, we also talked about um, I think we talked about this you and I law before. But the other big thing is to audit your current documents whether it's your corporate documents if you have to make changes which you're going to have to declare to the state anyway if you're changing for instance board of directors ownership members and llc management etc and obviously you want to audit your contracts that you do on a on a a daily basis where you do business under these agreements master services agreements other type of services agreements any type of you know supply agreements depending on what type of business you're in you're going to learn things or you have over the past year if you didn't audit them already you're going to say you know what remember these three or four situations where it caused us problems or where we might have taken a loss on something. We need to allocate for that now. We need to draft language or get a lawyer to draft language to put that stuff in our contract. So now we know this year we're protected and you have to learn. One of the most important things for a business to do besides to grow financially is not just to grow financially, but it's to grow with business knowledge, which means that you have to learn from the mistakes you make. Every business makes some mistakes. They're of of different sizes and of different ramifications, of course. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, you're 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 growing more, not just as a as a business, but as a business owner or as a member of a business in in, in whatever capacity that is. Um, that you're understanding that you're growing and you're learning more about not just the business you're in, but just the way business is in general and how people are in the business realm. So um, that's another thing you can take away as an, as as a new business coming in uh, into the new year. So
0: it, I mean, it's like. Um, like I, I was just, I was actually, I do that throughout. I'm, I'm trying to get better about that. That's a hard thing to, continuous improvement is, is tough because it takes a lot of discipline. But like, I was just going over a proposal before we started doing this. And I was looking at my, I was looking at the company services agreement and I was like, oh, we're, we've added a lot of services that aren't listed on here. So like, you know just advertising alone there's gonna be new platforms all the time so do we need to uh, edit yours I'm, or audit I'm, yours''m I'm, i I'm writing notes on it Let's so, do it so I try to <laughs> do as much as I can before I give it to you yeah.
1: allegedly I'm your attorney No, I am your <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but like like uh for example, mm-hmm. like you can advertise on Hulu now it's, uh, and Pandora and spotify it's not oh. that wasn't a thing yeah kind I didn't of know that. when we started the when i we had that uh, company services agreement made mm-hmm. so uh, it's always kind of i keep side notes a lot of the time i'll keep evernote and i'll go uh ask ask Same you, ask all yeah <laughs> yeah evernote you want to sponsor this podcast that'd be great uh, slack it
1: to me though by the way when you're ready to send me that info yeah See, <laughs> slack
0: you want to you want to do that you want to we uh, use that a lot S- slack's dope man talk about
1: why that's good for a business cuz that is i mean
0: slack's really great uh if if <laughs> if you can have your lawyer uh, be on slack <laughs> that's beautiful
1: <laughs> good thing uh, i am uh,
0: yeah but i mean it's uh it's been such a game changer as far as operations. So this is kind of like we're talking about just how do you get better in this next year? By the way, with your legal docs, just do one thing on your own. Change all the 2016s to 2017s that's listed in there. Yeah. Because that's one little thing that I, I, I sent a contract and I, I had it sent back because I was like, oh, shit. I forgot to change that one little thing. And that, that that just doesn't look good, you know? It just doesn't look like you have your eye on on, on the ball. Sure. And, uh, you know, it's hard when you're doing a lot of stuff, but it's just, it looks bad. Anyway, uh, Slack, internal communication. So uh, the way we have our setup is uh, uh, I have anybody on retainer that will have our own workspace to talk to, essentially a chat room that is fluid on your phone as it is on your desktop app. And, I had to learn that, that's right. And <laughs> then I'd, for me, all my emails now are, have an external element. So I know if my, my partner... One of my partners is on an email, and it's sent to me. I know someone else outside of what we're doing is on there, mm. so not not a client, um, or it could be a client, but like a graphic designer that's outside of us using them or hiring them. So, it's, dude, if you if you have a business that is ha- small business that has like, you know, more than three people, fucking, you better get on that. It's gonna keep you organized too.
1: Well, you are, and you, I think you also said it's good because. A lot of times, this will happen in business too, and I know as a lawyer, I deal with it. Where, you know, your clients will say one thing to you, and then a couple weeks or months later, they'll come back like, "That's not what I meant. That's not what I said." Of like, no, you, this, it's right. right here. Right, there's a record of exactly what they told you, they wanted you to do, or what they said, and that always helps. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't it necessarily make them feel any happier, but at the same time, at least you can know that they see that you're competent enough that you relied on the information that they provided.
0: Yeah, and so like, I, I'm, I've got a potential case going where I had to pull. Mm-hmm. All you know some bad debt on a, bad debt on a client, and I had to pull all the transcripts. But it was easy because I, I tried to funnel as much as I could with that client into Slack because I I like that timestamp of everything too, mm-hmm. and you can drop in photos and files. And well. I think
1: actually I'm not gonna say no, that. No, yeah, yeah,
0: we'll we'll wait till after February. Well, it was
1: about your contract. I was gonna say so I'm not saying certain people do this. I'm saying I know people who have mandated that the communication with them in their contract that they do their business with right. happened through Slack. Oh
0: yeah. We tighten that up yeah. and that's fine. People do that too. Um, so. Yeah. And that's been a little bit of a bit dispute with everybody, but of course, uh, that's fine. I mean, I, you got to sell them on, Hey, you want us to work for you and be a consultant that is not spending a lot of your time t- just with meetings. And I like scrum meetings. I like 20 minute meetings, all sure. that stuff. Uh, This is going to be the most efficient way to communicate. You're going to have to trust me. This is kind of (laughs) what we do. Uh, And so, uh, anyway, legal stuff. What about anything with, uh, I know Trump's, Trump's going to shake some shit up on the tax side.
1: <laughs> you want to get presidential? Well, I mean, political.
0: how much is he going to change like right now? Cause he's not, he's not till what the 20th of January or something like that.
1: That's when the swearing in will be. Yeah. Yeah. When he becomes president officially so, so president elect right now. Yeah.
0: Everybody's really worried. Uh, <laughs> in I know what way, The good way or bad way. Uh, you
1: mean, and then you're talking about small businesses or do you mean just everybody yeah, in general? I mean, everybody in general, <laughs> but
0: yeah, I know, I know tax wise, it's really mm-hmm. going to shake a lot of shit up, uh, that way. Um, at least from a corporate level, yeah. People are very scared of the implications of uh, how healthcare is going to happen, what, what's yeah. going to happen there. Well, let's talk
1: about those two first. All right. Because those are actually two of the biggest ones. All right. I know, at least from a, um, a small business standpoint, that under Trump, business owners will see a decrease in their taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's assuming that he follows through with his plan. He plans to lower, you know, small business taxes at 35 to 15%, which is. Huge cut across the board. Sure. Right? Oh yeah. So if anything, that will help small businesses, sp- especially because with the saving of the uh, of the revenues that way, twenty percent worth that they would have to otherwise pay to the government, they get to use that, which we assume would be to reinvest back in your business, whether it's creating new jobs, hiring people to help with payroll, um, obviously purchasing new equipment, doing yep. things like that, which also helps the economy because you reach out to other businesses to get other goods and services, mm-hmm. and it just kind of it's a continuing cycle, and that's why you do that. Obviously, the big issue with doing that is the federal government has a budget and the federal government has to obviously pay on its debt, etc. And without being too wonky about this stuff, essentially, he's got to make sure that if he is cutting, he's got to get the money from somewhere else. So the deficit doesn't grow any more than it already is Mm -hmm. (laughs) for for the federal government. So, you know, it's all about budgetary. And I'm sure he's got more of a plan. I haven't seen or heard everything disclosed. I know he's got big things coming. Big league, so we'll see what those are. But big I, know, league. I know right now. Uh, I always hear big league. <laughs> yeah, he loves Jim. that. Yeah. He says, that. "I know I love that it's good <laughs> stuff." But, but um, anyway, but that's the thing for small businesses. So we'll see. I mean, his federal t- income tax plan also calls for it to help out individuals and certain, you know, uh, families of certain sizes to have reduced taxes. So obviously, how you connect your taxes personally with you or to your business, you know, t- Trump's tax plan will, will affect you. And as small businesses right now, the way he sells it it looks like it could be a, a really good thing for businesses to save some of that money and, and reinvest it. Now, if you're a lot bigger company, doing bigger company on, doing business on a lot bigger of a scale, you know, he's clearly made it shown, and at least he seems to be enforcing the fact that he doesn't want you offshoring business. Yeah. And a lot of companies, that's one of the major ways that they save revenue is by hiring cheap labor or getting products made cheaper and selling them more expensively back to the United States, but having them made cheaper elsewhere in the world outside of the border, uh, ter- territorial borders of the United States. So mm-hmm. um, they're going to be penalized for doing that now. So if you're a business, you got to find a different way to obviously adjust yourself and get ready for the fact that is this corporate tax cut going to help us enough? And if it is and that's good, if it's not, you know, they're going to be hit, which means anytime their goods come back into this country or their business the the the, the you know revenues that they make from outside of the United States, mm-hmm. they're going to be taxed on it heavily and they're going to pay penalties on it for lack of a of, of a better term. So it can affect businesses of all sizes, which is why I'm talking yeah, about this, yeah, yeah. big and small. And it, it it looks a lot better for the smaller business that you know are really domestic and just get the advantage of this tax cut if it helps. But obviously, if you're a much bigger business and you do things a little bit differently, you know, it can Im- impact you in a whole different way than a small business would be affected.
0: Yeah, What ab- uh, I know I was reading a lot and I've heard a lot, uh, hang surprisingly hang out with a lot of attorneys. Uh, about <laughs> Surprisingly. <that>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. I, I was <laughs> I <was coughs> Excuse just, me. I I guess, uh, yeah, a surprising amount, I would say, or uh, more than most. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) My percentage of the people I hang out with is way higher. uh, I hang out with attorneys. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not a bad thing. Employment, I like to argue, uh, (laughs) employment laws that change. I think some some stuff happened in December, I want to say, that I can't remember, but I know it was a big deal.
1: I'm not sure specifically there's been there's a couple of things. I know one really got delayed recently, and that was the minimum wage increase. But that's been in Congress for almost two years, and it kept getting amended, and then it got put on hold. And so that's one of the big items that's supposed to be coming up in terms of um, being passed probably in the next term. We'll see. Um, Other than that, I'm not really sure what else that you might be referring to. That's the most recent one I know about from an employment law standpoint.
0: I want to say it was – Dealing with the health insurance issue of how many employees, maybe?
1: Well, I know this, and this is—well, to get to another thing about Trump, Trump wants to take out the Affordable Care Act and kind of get rid of it, of course. Right. And obviously, the, the rule mandates, if you have 50 or more employees, you're mandated to provide the health care. Mm-hmm. So the issue is you have to go to the health care you know, workplace to mm-hmm. be able to go through and look at all the premiums and select— and so apparently, forcing companies, as the companies say, of course, from this side and how Trump would argue it, is that you're making these companies go into the workplace, the um, healthcare workplace, and try to find these different premiums, and they're a lot more costly. They claim that the you know the costs have risen 25% under Obamacare than what they were before, mm-hmm. and the reason for that cost is clearly to offset those individuals that couldn't have ordinarily have received healthcare, but for obamacare coming into play so how do you fund and how do you assist those people who couldn't have it and that's why over 30 million new americans have health care since president obama brought obamacare in but again there's a cost to it the supreme court when it was challenged they found that look this is an actual tax it's legal that's why it passed muster from the supreme court Mm -hmm. and that's why it's allowed today but given that businesses have been up you know in arms about it because they don't think that they should have to be mandated to pay into this and they could use the money and the resources elsewhere and maybe provide it privately through another carrier and get discounts, corporate-type discounts, but everybody has to buy into it. And even if you don't have it as an individual, you have to pay a tax if you're not covered by healthcare haven't bought into the Obamacare marketplace. So it's it's something that businesses claim to be costly and that's an issue and Trump wants to get rid of it so they claim that's another way to help businesses keep money.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, Everybody gets health care, but no one's happy. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: think they would be when they figured it out, right?
0: Well, I mean, that's the, uh, we can get into that whole philosophical discussion about, you know, of no social contract on stuff. What's the value of you give something away for free? It's zero, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, true.
1: But what's the goodwill that comes out of it? Or what's the good for the country? Can yeah, you put a, but can you put a dollar amount on that.
0: Sure, but that <laughs> is that respected. That's that that's the other part. Oh, I'm of all course. Da- I'm all down for that, but I don't think it's I don't think it's uh it gets it's just due, I guess. Yeah,
1: at the end of the day, and I think I think even what, what what you might be trying to say is look, people wanna see the tangible results of this. If they can't really see it, but we're assuming that there's good being done, they wanna have some type of way to tangibly measure the impact and sometimes you can't always have that and i think sometimes just knowing that it's a good thing overall because of whether it it's morality and this is sounding really liberal the way i'm speaking right now but i mean that's just the way it is sometimes people look at it from that standpoint is you know doing the, the 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 greatest good for the greatest number obviously and um hoping that you know from that way that um society kind of in, in turn becomes good and businesses start doing good and that's the way they w- they really want to change the way businesses think about how they treat their employees and how they obviously deal with their um, economics and so that's why they're trying to eliminate these offshore things and trump's trying to t- obviously do that and he's trying to help businesses he's not really trying to penalize them but businesses are looking at it in a different way mm-hmm. and he's trying to say look there's a moral side to this if you keep your business here you are helping americans you're creating jobs for americans yeah. you're giving them opportunity you're giving p- families the ability to raise their children and give them more opportunities because the jobs are here and the work is here and so that's what i mean there's more to it than just the business and economic side there's a social side to it so but those are two items so far. I mean, there's a couple more things. Another thing Trump's trying to do if uh, when he's president is he's trying to, um, I know, support the H-1B program, and he's obviously trying to also help with the EB-5 stuff. EB-5, long story short, this is immigration law, and it's outside of my realm. I know briefly about it. But obviously, it's um, foreign individuals that come into the country. If they can invest in businesses, create businesses with their capital, mm-hmm. they can get you know, a visa to come here and be here legally in the country. Mm. And so expanding that program, um, as well as the H-1Bs, having people being able to come in of certain skills. Um, I used to work for a, a staffing company as an in-house counsel, and H-1Bs were heavily used. You got people coming from countries like India or China or elsewhere coming here to do IT jobs that sometimes you know Americans graduating from certain universities couldn't do. And these people from <laughs> overseas, yeah. people from overseas had a lot of talent at a lot of things, and so they come over here. They get the visas to be able to work over here Or engineers and help. Oh, many many fields, and and that field's one as well.
0: Engineers is one the tough one.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And engineering in, in in all fields, computer engineering, yeah, mechanical yeah, yeah, engineering, yeah. electrical, I mean, whatever it is. So, yeah. So, I mean, he wants to try and expand that program and allow more of this, which is surprising to me because he's so big on... Um, bigly. bigly. He's so bigly <laughs> He's on. so... Well, he's... I, I guess he's, he's. he really predicates a lot of his presidency on the fact that he's trying to protect the borders and not allow a lot of immigration to happen. But, yet yeah, he's no, kind of open see, for this so because funny. this... He just, yeah, He just
0: talks so much shit. <laughs> he said whatever, whatever that side wanted yeah. to hear and he just... He's not going to follow up on most of that shit.
1: Maybe. Maybe you're right. I mean, he already said he's going to have Mexico, Mexico not pay for the wall. Now he wants to ask Congress for the money. Which you know, is a good business move <laughs> to me. Maybe. If that
0: shows business savvy, hey, you're getting someone else to pay for it.
1: But he didn't get someone else to pay for it. He got the U.S. people to pay for sure, it. Sure. But it's
0: going to get done.
1: We'll see. <laughs> and we'll see. I hope not. Congress has to approve it. But I do know that, um, you know, like I said, he doesn't like a lot of the immigration stuff uh, where people will, will come... In and out, but I think he was looking at it more from a business. How does this help businesses? Not the border part. Maybe he didn't think that through and see that it affects everything. It's not you can't just dice it up and just call it what it is by cherry picking. Well, this only applied to businesses. I didn't talk about immigration totally. I just meant it's okay for businesses, but not to come in the country and live otherwise. Well, oh, dude, no one's he- legal no one's keeping
0: his shit accountable. It doesn't because no one like he said so much garbage that <laughs> like it. It's so crazy. He is a, a WWE wrestler. Like he's like. I just talks a lot of shit and then gets <laughs> in the ring is not going to do anything
1: i don't know that we'll see i mean i know that i'm giving him a chance Dude. i'm going to see what happens no he's
0: our president that's fine yeah, you I, i'm not him. gonna like <laughs> i didn't vote for him but i'm not gonna be like one of those people that's like gonna riot over it that's like <laughs> insane but well, you know it, it like it everybody should be questioned yeah. in, a, in a position of power it, you, your move should be questioned i just don't know about like a whiny protest in Portland or something like that. Yeah. Um,
1: Maybe one more thing I think I'm trying to recall. I know he talked about... Le- he's kind of supposed to trying to make it more lenient on the banking regulations, which I'm surprised about because when Obama came in with Dodd-Frank that he passed that legislation was to obviously help offset a lot of the things that were happening in the economy where a lot of banks had a lot of freedom with lending and leverage. And I think that... uh,
0: We need more regulation than anything.
1: Well, sometimes more is not good from an economic standpoint either because you you want interest rates to go down as much as you can. You don't want those to be inflating. And also, you want to be able to control the ability for banks to lend. When banks lend, it does help the economy. People be able to get houses. People can get small business loans. So... I think when he low another recession. Well, and that's the too problem. Much, He's I, look, gotta remember we, that
0: we've we've flipped sides on this because you're yeah. you're more. For, I'm I'm more for regulation on this, mm-hmm. uh, and I think if <laughs> I am more fiscally if, conservative in that matter. Yes, well, I don't
1: need too many. You need some, but I don't want as much as you do. I'm, I'm just saying that. philosophically. We've talked. Yeah, you're
0: you're more liberal. I guess I'm more in the conservative area or, or on the right. If I had to pick one side, but. Mm-hmm. You'd be
1: I, uh, more liberal if you want more protections, I think, perhaps in this realm. Right. That's what I'm saying. We're, yeah. we're kind of flipping. Oh, blocks, yeah. yeah. You mean like, in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I'm uh,
0: just from the recession standpoint, uh, a lot of that to me had to deal with deregulation and being mm-hmm. able to just go wacky. Yeah. Hey, anybody. Yeah. You work at Starbucks. Yeah. I'll get you a loan on a house. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. <laughs> well, there was and that. Then we're going to funnel that into a tranche uh, of shitty mortgages. It's going to get passed around. And then sell off. You're right. And then, uh, you know oh and then the government will have to bail us out yeah. so um i don't want to see that again cuz i don't know if it's people being very uh fearful of this again but i feel like everybody's like oh man recession's going another uh, the real estate bubble is about to happen bro like <laughs> have you have you heard this from a lot of people
1: that there's a bubble another or bubble
0: about to pop like they're doing the exact same thing
1: I haven't. Ha- I, I'm not going to say that we don't, we're not in a situation where what happened in 08, 07, 08 could happen again because it could. It very well could. Mm-hmm. Um, what worries me is not is the government not having the proper revenues to pay certain you know debts and obligations off and to put it back into the economy because of the cuts that he's going to be granting to you know certain maybe income we- uh, more wealthy classes, businesses, etc. But I mean, I think businesses deserve a break. How much the cut is, it's not up to me right now to say. But I do know that. Uh, the 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 possibility of it of it happening again is there but i think if he is gonna you know deregulate some of our um you know economic entities and banks and things like that that he has to be careful which ones he does decide to do it for yeah he has to be really choosing in in doing it because Dodd frank's been there for a reason and it's a lot harder to get a house and a loan today and do things than what it was you know 10 years ago yeah not even close to being the same i mean you could have no income qualification loans in the early 2000s there was pick a pay mortgage you could pick your rate i mean all these things they, without them checking what you made and providing bank and income statements i mean so there's a lot of things now that are in place that weren't in place before so
0: let's short the market man yeah. <laughs> let's fi- let's figure out what billions the short did. you
1: ever watch that show too billions is it good oh man it's a good show i'll check it i'm out. only in season one right now we're well, only one season out but it's a good show uh-huh
0: uh, what, okay. They say short
1: like 40 times an episode, so it's funny. Really? But anyway, as soon as you said, I thought about Billions. Oh, Good show, though. Well, The Big Short, have you seen that? Of course I did. Uh, we awesome. talked about yeah. that before, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Excellent movie about that. All, all, all that happened. Excellent book.
0: It explained mm. everything that was going on with mm. that story of how they kind of mm. were the counter, you know, they they figured it out before everybody. Right. Just figured Just by being like the people everybody kind of <laughs> In an office or, uh, <laughs> to work with.
1: Um, yeah, office space does that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: trying to think of other good legal st- stuff. Yeah, we um, talked
1: about so far. You know what a new bi- or what an existing business should do as they start the year off. We talked about what they should do to kind of like a look back period. What they should look through to change moving forward. What they got to do moving forward. Obviously, we talked about the the new. Ad- ad- Administration that's coming in this month in January when President elect Trump gets sworn in. We talked about the impacts his legislation might have as he tries to raise. It's <laughs> a good recap. Yeah, yeah so we've no, gone no. through those. I'm, so, like so I'm just making sure you know where we're at. Anything yeah, yeah. Else? I got
0: notes. I'm, I'm good recap. You I'm, said. I'm, I've got ever notes. Well, uh, <laughs> of
1: course. You, wow, you're just plugging them today. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah. You can Hardcore. be a sponsor of this podcast if you want. Come it's on, not never, my podcast. Do it, bitch. uh <laughs> um, <laughs> that'll sell it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: what does it say? Is uh, freelancers. um What about them? So we we use a lot of independent contractors and I feel like mm,
1: 109.
0: Yeah, we're going to get I'm not saying uh, I want to ask a question from their side, what can we do? What should they do? I'll give you a bigger picture. We're getting in this fl- freelancer kind of society. I feel like more and more people people are, are going no, to <laughs> uh, I think our generation and younger are going to mm-hmm. have several gigs going at once whether oh, that's yeah. I do. Being an Uber driver. Not because I
1: have to. I want to. But, yeah, people do it on right. purpose. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. No, it, I, f- yeah. I feel like uh, or their main source of income is going to be an Uber driver or no, it's true. An, an amalgam of they doing. They make some money, too. Oh, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, but you got to treat smart. it like it's a business, right. which most people it's don't. It's smart. Um, mm-hmm. So my thing is, like, all right, um, I w- uh, for us, we hire so many independent contractors, depending on what job for each client. Um I try to give them resources on like, hey, here's here are a couple of things you should do to kind of you know, protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to do that, but I do see the value in going, hey, um, you know, here are some mistakes most independent contractors make as far as not protecting themselves. Like, sure. you should go get an LLC.
1: Yeah, you got it. Create an entity one. Right. Obviously, understand. Read if you're going to do business with somebody. Don't just show up and do the work and not have an agreement in place. Right. You know, have some type of an independent contract agreement in place where, you know, you're kind of laying out the scope of the work, the hours you need to work, how you're being paid, when you're supposed to be paid. If you are performing a certain type of service or job, whatever it is, that can you leave in the middle of the work if you're not getting paid? Sometimes you still have to perform if you're, not, if you're in the certain types of fields, like the medical field or other ones where you can't just get up and go. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be careful and understand what your rights are in, in those capacities. Um, obviously making sure from a taxation standpoint you got the proper documentation filled out. If you're being 1099, do it. If it's going against your business, and you do it that way too. So a lot of those things you have to do, but number one, the one the law says is the most important, is sometimes you don't just want to operate, you know, um, unincorporated, as I like to say it. You want to make sure you have some type of unless you're going to be a sole proprietor and do it that way you have sole liability on yourself for anything that goes wrong when you're performing services and you don't have any type of insurance covering you you can't hide behind the protection of of an of an entity with that limited liability that it may provide whatever entity you are so So let's um, give a scenario those are things to think about
0: you could be a graphic designer Mm -hmm. you could have stolen ip knowingly or unknowingly there's that too well yeah you're gonna be you're gonna have to
1: sign ndas and confidentiality agreements So you want to have an attorney review those for you and make sure you know what you're getting into and what your parameters are for access so you submit that
0: and then you get in trouble it falls to your llc and not your house exactly (laughs) your your car
1: whatever and that's actually a really good point you brought up before that not just the documents but i do know this because i've helped and assisted a lot of people that are independent contractors in the legal field is whatever field they're working in mm-hmm. the big dispute that get that, that that they get into because they either a didn't have a contract or they didn't ask for it to be in a contract and it's not properly worded is the ownership of work product yeah a lot of times mm-hmm. because they work for let's say you have toco works has a graphic designer coming let's say hoppy comes in or somebody drives do <laughs> some work right <laughs> it's a plug for my boy um, just think about this. I'll though. edit that out. Edit <laughs> that out.
0: <laughs> I never edit the show, but I'll edit that out.
1: <laughs> Why not? You don't like that? No, that's I love Hoppy, boy. man. The, a former intern. Yeah, I'm not saying bad. I love yeah. the guy. I got to go on the show soon. He asked me to be on.
0: On Hoppy Hour. Check it's, it out.
1: Yeah, that's the number one show in the Bay. Um, no, it's not. It is. So this, this one is. <laughs> this one is. Don't t- plug his. This is a shit business show, number yeah. one business show. Yeah. So we got way off topic, but what were we saying? Oh, sorry. Now I remember. The point is, if they come in and start working for you, whatever they create. When they're working, they're going to claim that, you know, the way I did this or how I got this idea made or whatever I extrapolated from creating this for you, I own that. I own those ideas. And the the dispute that they get into legally is, well, for instance, if if I was Toco Works, I would say, well, look, you wouldn't have been able to develop this. Yeah. But for the opportunity for you to be here. Yeah. The inverse claim is, well, one, perhaps, but. I used my own ingenuity and my own thinking and intelligence to you know, create and establish what you needed from deciphering and looking at the information provided to me, and I made it happen. So there is that argument. Because those arguments actually do hold weight legally, and I'm talking about these very generally to avoid boring you with the actual legal statutory language. That's, essentially the, that's the fun version? <laughs> it's the fun version. So essentially what I'm trying to say is to avoid that dispute, it's a lot better to have it already worded up front, you know, works made for hire, and define what that term means. Use the United States Code provisions. Have that in your NDA or otherwise other documents. You have them sign independent contractor, agreement, et cetera, so that they know up front that when they leave this place and their term or time is done, they can't take anything with them, right. and they don't own it, yep. and they can't reproduce it. They can't re-engineer or do anything else to anything that they have. And a lot of times, what you have to understand and why it's important for you to protect them too is the business can be held liable, right? If this business is working for somebody else, yeah, and they don't know who you have working for them independently, contract-wise, that right. come in, but you're going to be responsible for them for the most part. And so there's arguments around. that. I'm not going to get into the specifics, but nah, essentially, absurd. you can be held liable for the acts of your minor of your um, so-called principal. Um, under workers working for you that aren't principal employees but if they give you access to information that's, to, that's proprietary to their company they may or may not want certain people in your company to, to see it and they're right. working on it or right. what they can and can't have access to or they're going to tell you the restrictions they want you to put upon them not even ones that you want for your office. Right. It depends. It's different because of the product that they have. So you have to tailor things specific to them too. And normally, that company will give you a document to make you sign it and hold everybody responsible, or make them sign one. But sometimes they don't. And it's your even job as a business owner to ask that too and make sure that you have everything in place when you bring your independent contractors in as well, so yeah, that there's my, coverage all around and my, avoid that liability.
0: Yeah, my philosophy is like you know, cover all bases, but go extra, go go an extra mile because if, yeah. if more is better in this sense. But if I can give advice that. I would, because the people we want to use as an independent contractor on a certain um, on a certain client, mm-hmm. we, I vetted them. Part of vetting them is I like who they are usually as a person. So mm-hmm. I want them to be able to have these resources available because it's literally like people don't know. Where to go, what to do on a lot of this stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say I. <laughs> you're
1: <just> smiling. <laughs> I'm just laughing about the edit the Hoppy thing. sorry. I was
0: like, oh shit, did I say something? He wants the
1: plug. He loves it.
0: <laughs> no, don't bring him up again, <laughs> or you're gonna be banned. You'll be banned from here too.
1: <laughs> like you're gonna let that happen. Uh, no, uh,
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, what what I was saying is for freelancers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can do stuff on Upwork and all that stuff, but it is important to get this done through a real attorney. Don't do the Absolutely. Don't do uh, legal Zoom. Legal Zoom. Where's a good source to get some legal? Uh, if you're in the f- if you're in the state of Florida, I've heard of this place called Fantetti Legal. Your business refined, uh, where you can get you know employment contracts, operating agreements, LLC startup. Uh, corporation, corporation, well, all, all do it all all it's anything true. in the business atmosphere but if you're outside of the state we do have listeners outside of here that's true we do everywhere you canada can hit, too you can hit us up because you may know some other guys i do uh, big in
1: new uh new zealand i heard the show is too oh yeah yeah, i heard uh, that oh sweet it's a rumor a I heard Kiwis. That. Yeah. awesome so what were you saying
0: no but <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're michigan you might know you got some buddies oh yeah, maybe yeah over I, there. Know, so I know
1: i know lawyers in almost every state you mm-hmm.
0: might have yeah you might have a referral and of course uh you just need to Google uh, a business attorney mm. and kind of vet that out. Yeah. Uh but it's a totally people don't even know w- to look for that. No, they don't. Uh so so that's a thing of like some of this is just very basic to you. But I'm sure. telling you, like most people wouldn't even know. They just go, Oh, no, this guy does real estate yeah. and he did all my docs. And right. it's like that's no, just <laughs> no, that's kind of silly. Cause that's like I'm a uh I'm a house painter. But I'm gonna do your plumbing.
1: Yeah, well exactly right. Like we I mean We might
0: know a little bit about each other's shit, but No, it's true, because you're
1: absolutely right because people think a lot of times because I'm a lawyer that I know everything about the law. Right. Like I have people come up to me, like, listen, I got this, this this divorce. Can you help me? Like, man, I don't know the first thing about family divorce yeah, not Right. really. I mean I knew some of it, don't I'd take it to pass go the go bar. To court. Yeah. <laughs> don't go to <laughs> the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> <prenup>. The lawyer's <laughs> oh, too gonna late. take seventy percent of your purse. So. Uh, and your wife's gonna take the other whatever. Right, right. No. So
0: don't figure that shit out. But
1: uh but but at the end of the day um, you know it's good to find someone who focuses on that area of the law because they'll be more tuned into it. Um, they'll obviously understand about the changes and things that are going on in, in, in certain in the atmosphere of, of that area and I think that uh, you know always you're gonna draw on the experiences that, that they've had. you know I've had a case like this before here's what happened, here's what we did. here's how we avoided a problem. Good then I won't, I, will, I will avoid the same problem because I will take the same steps.
0: So uh, two other things for the independent contractor part and then sure we'll, we'll close it out because you got you got a meeting here. Yes. Um, the the one thing, w- it kind of goes backwards to what we were talking about with Slack mm-hmm. is if you're an independent contractor, freelancer, everything, try to get everything written in email. Uh, mm-hmm. So So it's no, there's, you're protecting yourself on this. If you ever have to, f- ever have to go to court, like if you have a phone call, this sucks and it's hard to train yourself to do, but write down what you just talked about in that phone call, email right. it and say per that, per this phone mm-hmm. call. We talked about this, this, and this.
1: Right. Your communication follow up is big, and, and lawyers got to do it as well. I mean, a lot of times, if when, when I get an assignment from somebody, I'll follow back up with them and just say, just so you know, I'm doing this and this and this at this rate as we discussed. Right. If I don't hear from you, and you know, I'll assume there's no objections. Yeah. But I mean, lawyers got to have people sign fee agreements up front and disclose that stuff anyway. So we already are really going to know. But sometimes, you know, you have a fee agreement and then the, s- the scope of work might change because so they'll call you and say, oh, I also want this as well. And you might have to modify that or send sure. an email out and get clarification. This is a work
0: order change, essentially. Yeah, things yeah. like
1: that. I mean, those things happen. And, and, and that's good. That means you're doing more. You're moving and shaking and getting things going with your business and different opportunities come up. So that's always good. So, I, yeah. I just communication,
0: tell you, want a timestamp on everything.
1: Re-up is good. Exactly right. You never know when you're going to need it. Right. You know, li- 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 just uh, make uh, litigation's heavy right, with make that.
0: It, make, <laughs> it, make it, it part. Yeah. And it's, it's, sometimes mm-hmm. it's not going to be worth it. Uh, you know, so it's like at least make a strong case if it ever has to get to that point. You're really dealing with a shit bag that's like, <laughs> Yeah, try me and you're like, Okay, here's everything we have, here's the whole documentation of our our back and forth. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Well, I'm going mm. through this a few times. I was gonna dovetail right into that, which mm-hmm. is uh dealing with uh if you're a freelancer independent <laughs> contractor dealing with uh someone who's not paying mm. um Best to go to a collections agency. Uh, you know, it's 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 tough. It's tough to figure. Th- I well, obviously, can't, there's a no, yeah. no sweeping answer. I know that. Well, no, 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 that's kind of it. I was gonna say. Oh, okay. You
1: can't. Don't just go. You have to give them an opportunity to make good on it. First. What, what does that mean? So, like, so hey, you can't. So, if someone misses a payment, you can't just send them to collections immediately. You got to follow up. The fair debt collection practices act, first of all, has certain types of requirements, and, and I don't practice in that area of law, but I do understand that, you know give them some opportunities to pay you can't just take somebody to court or send them to collections without giving them notice an opportunity to be able to pay and make good Give them an opportunity or extension to obviously be able to make it. And clearly, if they're skipping out on you, they're not available for the payment, and they left the country. I mean, you're gonna have no other choice anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, filing liens and doing other types of stuff that eventually we'll get to to try to get, get money, garnish wages. I mean, I'm getting way to where you gotta well, get those to take a long enforce time. It. it. It can take time, but you know, you got to get obviously a situation set up with a collection company where they're gonna want to buy that debt and obviously give you something for it. But before that, you might want to call, you know, a debt collection attorney and see if they can try to um you know, enforce any type of pro- provisions, any type of agreement you have with the client to be able to collect under the contract. Mm. And if the payment's late, whatever your payment term stated for that, if there's interest or whatever wise you can collect, you can enforce that. Try to get your attorney's fees. You have to pay an attorney to, 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 to go there to get that money. You wouldn't have had to do it if it wasn't for them. So there's a lot of different things you want to do and put in place and protect yourself with obviously do that. But you obviously want to give the person a chance to make do when the payment's late. And um, obviously, like I stated earlier, how you tie your services to a payment being late if they're not all finished yet. A lot of times you might be billing midway through a project Mm -hmm. and they've paid you some of it, but not all of it. And you're supposed to finish the project and they're on you about it. you got to be careful what your rights were and what the contract says about you not meeting deadlines or you not completing something. Did You tie it to the money payments incrementally.
0: And on the business side, you need to... Inherently, have this in your price for cash flow delays. You know, because right. a lot of freelancers live by like, hey, I'm done, giving them money. Yeah. And it's like, I'll give you this give advice. be 60 days. Get it up front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest
1: can. way to run all of this, as by mu- the way. As much as you can. It's not always possible, but I'll, I'll tell you this. It's very rare that yeah, I would do Yeah. Create,
0: create a flat fee lot for of some of your items, yeah, your I mean,
1: services. Yeah. Do something like that. Try to find ways to just, just say, look, I won't get the money. I won't do anything until I get the money up front. Or the easiest arrangement is, I'll do half the work for half the money mm-hmm. and once you get you, like you pay half up front do half the work yeah. once you complete half the work ask for the rest of the money that way you have it before completion. Yeah. It's funny how motivated people are <laughs> to pay to when the work needs to be done versus when the work is done and then they got to pay you. The motivations change. Well, so lawyers see it all the time. So <laughs> with, with these kind
0: of invisible deliverables, as I kind of call this it, is like, a good term. Uh, I like that. Di- that Digital goods. Uh, sure. The, uh, a lot of the stuff we we give as a deliverable, you know, we've made it so that we have systems of we're going to hold on to this. You know, we'll do it half up, half at the end for a website, right? Sure. But we're going to hold on to that site. You're not going to own it until until that second half's paid. Sure. So we have that part of the process and we kind of lay it out. So yep. cli- client expectations on these things is important.
1: Yeah, it's all about disclosure and notice and giving them, making the, setting those expectations early, letting them know early that these are the parameters right. of, of the business relationship that you're going to engage in. And then what so are the they extra costs? Surprised.
0: If you're, you're paying for stuff out of pocket, uh, oh, of that's course. on top of it. Make sure that you have that written out. Like Keep track of business expenses. And and again, try to be over, overly uh, cautious and say, you know anything worth. over have something that says anything over x amount of dollars, I'm going to get approval on. Sure. Um, you know we're going to
1: approve on all expenses. Yeah, you can. Whatever you can do, either way is fine. Though if you they're can. general depends, small expenses to well, get the job it's done, tough
0: because you want to have a good client experience. You don't want to ticky tack annoy, uh, annoy them. Um, sure. But you know, it just depends what kind of project you're doing. I agree. And so, on that side, it's like if I if you get bad debt, the first things. I uh I had an email from my buddy Rob mm-hmm. this week, and he was like, I've never been through this stuff, and I was like, Oh, let me tell you, I, I have the perfect template for you. I've made a form internally for us so that uh, if bad debt comes up again, I have the questions that uh <laughs> that I I have ready to go. So what's the last communication you had with them? Yep. Uh, where the last like three I guess communication? Sure. And uh, what did that say? Um, when you know, when did you send invoices? Uh, how late are they each? Yep, uh, what was the total? Here's do you have the company services agreement, the contract yeah. with was that there interest you can charge? You need to get all this shit together because if that's another thing, like I was talking about with the, the taxes, if you want to save yourself a lot of back and forth time and a lot of frustration, get all that shit in a Dropbox or like or some kind of or Google Drive folder or whatever, right. and just have that ready to go before you're going to talk to a collections agency or an attorney because. That's all they're gonna tell you in the beginning. It's like I'm gonna need all that stuff, and if you don't have it ready, you just wasted an hour, you know, whatever, <laughs> trying to schedule that call. It's
1: true. And so. Hundred percent true.
0: And so, like, uh, and and then, you know, try to make sure you have a case, and you've you've done everything on the right, on the up and up. Yeah,
1: it'll, it'll be your lawyer's decision to, to know if you have a case or not. But, I mean, sure, but I'm saying the like, lawyer can't gather the info that you can or give the info. You got to keep a case almost yourself. Like you're saying, if That's what you're saying. Get right.
0: all the info and then highlight the areas that you think are important. You right. know, like, here's where this happened. Here's a spike in this conversation. Here's where this happened. But I'm going to give you everything. You look at it yourself. But here's to kind of help you out, to kind of make this faster. That's how I did it. Like, I had to explain how Slack worked because my lawyer was going to have to explain it to a mediator. Mm. Right. So I've got to g- do this through my attorney that was doing a mediation. And so I have laid out a whole big diagram of what it is, wh- how it works, why we use it and how, how the process flow of deliverables. So it's right. like you send me this picture of the client. They want it on, on Facebook and Instagram. I take that. I, I write some copy. I, I make the picture a lot better looking. I format it correctly, and then I push it out, and I schedule at the correct time according yeah. to, according to their uh, statistics, like from their Facebook page.
1: But it's all timestamp. It is. It, the most is important part. it is.
0: But you're gonna have to explain these things if they're in the newer realm. I'd call it like the digital world, right. where you got to remember the people that are gonna make that decision. If it does go to court or mediation or whatever, they don't know any of this stuff. So don't assume that they're gonna understand. And if anything like most people, they're going to think social media is just silly. And so if you work, <laughs> it at, is though, <laughs> it is, but it's business. And, hey, it's and a thriving one. Look, it, and that is a service we offer and it's silly and I get it, but it is, if you want to go serious on it, that's your PR. That mm-hmm. is, you control your message. It's a big deal to represent whatever company we represent so it's huge it's bigly so big league. <laughs> so I know like <laughs> explaining awesome that man. we just run someone's Facebook page mm-hmm. will sound like nothing to uh, uh, a court, a lawyer. Uh, uh, mediator, all all that stuff. Yeah, there so have more to explain old why it's important.
1: Exactly, they're more old school. They either a won't know what Facebook is, or two, they'll say, "I have a Facebook page. I put a picture on, and exactly. I can see my wall, and that's it." You're like, "Wow, there's so much more you can do." Right, I have the whole
0: process. <laughs> yeah, we have eight eight I parts agree. to can, it. You're if right. You do it correctly, and yeah. that's not even counting. Like you've
1: done uh, stuff for my Facebook page that right. I wouldn't have known how to do. If that was possible. even pushing g- out an ad. I didn't even know you could do this. Yeah. Oh and yeah. pay some money to do this and make it reach people and beyond who your friends are on your Facebook Oh kind. yeah. So yeah it's real. Something so small as that can help you get business. And good thing you taught me that long time. W- yeah,
0: uh, so you can post something that changes into an ad if you boost a post. But if you boost a post on Facebook, you're a jabroni. Because <laughs> that's not really doing anything unless you created an audience <laughs> beforehand. Um, Nerd alert! Hey, <laughs> okay, I'm just tellin- I'm just trying to help all the people out no, there. That's true. Uh, He's right because I have that. I probably explain that uh, twelve times a month.
1: No, that's awesome. I love it because people
0: are like, well, yeah, I boosted a post. Fuck those ads. <laughs> they don't work. And I'm like, <laughs> you're not. You're not doing it correctly. Just like, to say, boost the post sounds yeah. funny. <laughs>
1: that's why I laugh.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna boost you out of here because uh, I gotta go to You got. You you're a busy man.
1: I am. So are you.
0: All right, man. Thanks for doing it.
1: Thanks for having me. man. time.
0: Uh Anything else? Uh, Triple Option Podcast. You're the co-host. That's it. As well. Uh, with her buddy Chad, and I'm trying to think of anything else to put Boost the
1: sweat equity post. <laughs> I will. Oh, yeah, I definitely get it out. There. I do every time. Make sure you listen. It's good this advice this guy's giving.
0: This gets to small business owners. That's how, that's how good everywhere. I can get targeted with it. That's good. All right. Peace.